The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the seventh chapter. On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive. For as yet the Spirit had not been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Just three days after they crossed the Red Sea, the people of Israel became thirsty. There was a pool of bitter water, and God made it sweet when the people grumbled. And he said to them, If you will diligently listen to the voice of the Lord your God and do that which is right in his eyes and give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you that I put on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord, your healer. It was a promise that God would provide for them. A promise that if they trusted him, he would give them everything they needed. But this was not the last time that the people would become thirsty and grumble against God. And even in the face of his promises, they would ask such obscene questions as, why did you bring us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our livestock with thirst? When the people of Israel became thirsty, their faith proved to be incomplete. They had trusted in God's salvation, but they did not trust in his provision. But you see, you cannot have one without the other. If you'll have God as your Savior, you also get him as your provider. If you'll have God care for your soul, he also means to care for your body. But the people of Israel thought that God was a God of dramatic spiritual rescues and not a God of flesh and blood. They had received the divine gift of a new life as they were called out of Egypt, but they assumed that they were now the masters of everything else. One of the most common mistakes that folks make when they think about church is thinking that the church marks some division between salvation and everything else, between the life of your soul and the life of your body, between the spiritual world and the material world. But it's not true. Whatever Jesus has to say to you, he speaks into your whole life and not just some spiritual part. Jesus didn't take on human flesh just to soothe us spiritually. He didn't take on our human flesh just to save our souls, but to redeem our whole humanity. Now, as you know, the world inevitably gets too caught up in the material, the stuff you can see. But Christians run the risk of getting stuck in the spiritual the stuff you cannot see. 
And this is why it's so important to get Pentecost right. Pentecost is not just about the Spirit. By sending His Spirit at Pentecost, Jesus doesn't reduce our faith to something spiritual. But rather, He invites us, soul and body, into His divine life. We are tempted, like the people of Israel, to enforce some boundary between salvation and everything else. To compartmentalize our faith, to prefer a God who makes no other claims on us, who is only concerned with our souls, God of dramatic spiritual rescues and not of flesh and blood. Think of the things that draw you away from church. This, I think, is particularly vivid now as we stand at the edge of the summer when every vacation from our obligations feels like it could also entail a vacation from church. After all, why should you be in church when you already know in your mind what's going to happen and you already believe in your heart? But have you considered this? That Jesus doesn't want to care for just your mind or even just your heart. But for all of you, soul and body. Or here's another way to see this artificial boundary we construct between salvation and the rest of life. Think about the parts of your life where prayer is your last resort instead of your first. Now the good news this morning is that Jesus won't have any of this nonsense. He cuts right to the chase in our gospel lesson. If anyone thirsts, he says, let him come to me and drink. As Jesus prepared to free us from our sin, he also made perfectly clear that this was not just some one-time spiritual antidote. Yes, by his death, he destroyed death once and for all. But by his life that he now lives in his body... He also raised us to life, a life that we live in Him and never apart from Him. Jesus is drawing you fully, soul and body, into His life. He is promising to provide you with whatever you need, all the way from salvation to a drink of water when you're thirsty. He is promising you nothing less than everything. Like the people of Israel, we have just had our exodus. At Easter, we were led through the waters of baptism, like the Red Sea, which drowned all of our enemies. And now, the question as we are led to the promised land is this. What will you do when you're thirsty? By sending his Spirit on Pentecost, Jesus does more than just care for our souls. He does more than just care for our spirits. He does not take up residence in some spiritual part of our lives and leave the rest up to us. He does not save our souls and leave us masters of everything else. And here's how you know. 
The spirit that is let loose on Pentecost is the very same spirit that hovered over the waters in creation to make everything you see. It's the same spirit by whom water was brought from the rock to satisfy the real physical thirst of Israel. It's the same spirit that hovered over the flesh and blood womb of Mary to recreate humanity by forming a human person, soul, and body. It's the same spirit that breathed into the dry bones to raise the house of Israel from the dead, and it's the same spirit that the Father breathed into the corpse of Jesus to raise him from the dead. And so you see, the spirit is not some unknowable, intangible force, the spirit of a God who is concerned only with dramatic spiritual rescues and not with flesh and blood. Exactly the opposite. Today, on Pentecost, the Holy Spirit has this task. To unite you fully with Christ, soul and body. To save you and provide for you. To lay claim on your whole life from salvation to giving you a drink when you're thirsty. And as you receive him this Pentecost, the Holy Spirit gives you everything he has. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.